0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You're listening to Inside Real Estate, your source for all things mortgage and real estate related. The show that brings you all the hottest topics and insights directly from those who know it most. Now sit back and enjoy the show.
1: It's so cold indeed. Yes. Uh what is up everyone? Paul Poslock is Salvatore Kuzmano, Brad Weisgerber. We are inside real estate. It's cold as fuck outside, guys. Yeah. It's like negative seven degrees. Um really special guest today, uh Stacy Tal- Taylor from Caldwell Banker. We are Manuel. How are you, ma'am?
2: I am great. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, thanks for coming out uh in this weather. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Jessica, thank you for making it out today and, and helping us do the show. I mean... You're it, quite welcome. I, she's, she's not I everywhere. think it is the cold... <laughs> I, I think it's the coldest day of my life. Yeah. Probably it is. Pro- Right? It, yeah. For sure it but, is. I mean, it is cold. So, I mean, enough about that. I'm sure everybody's probably sick about hearing the, about the polar vortex and all the Facebook posts, but I just... I can't believe how cold it is. Um, so today uh, we're going to talk a little bit uh, to Stacy about her business, get to know her. Um, I want to talk about the market change a little bit from where it was a year ago to where it is today. And I also wanted there was a cool article um, in Housing Wire that uh, th- there was a study on the best first first time home buyers, the cities for the best first time home buyers, and uh, Detroit was actually on that list. So I wanted to talk about that. I thought we were going to
3: guess which ones were on there. <laughs> yeah, I mean you can guess the rest of them. But okay. all right, Could we guess? Right. Can we play a game where we guess where Detroit was? Like on the map? No, like on the list. Was <laughs> it like top 100, <laughs> top 10? <laughs> on the list. What number was? Uh, uh,
1: top 10. It's no. it's in the top 10, man. Jesus Christ. So, Stacey, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. Um,
1: really excited to have you on. Um, you have a lot of awards. You've been in the business for a, uh, for a while. Um you know your stuff. Uh, you're just ranked 11 out of uh 600 agents in 2018 for Caldwell Banker. We we are manual. Uh you've been featured in our Detroit. You have done uh a, you're, you you've recorded a show that we can't actually talk about that's on a major cable network that's going to be airing pretty soon. That's correct. That's pretty cool.
2: It was really fun. It was probably one of the coolest things I've ever done. Really? Yeah, it was awesome.
1: I have so many questions about that. I know we can't get it to it too much, <laughs> but I, I just I'm curious about that stuff. Um, so obviously, Stacey, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about your background? How did you get into real estate? I mean, it, you kind of had your license for a while, and but you weren't totally like it wasn't like your career.
2: That's right. Right out of college, you know, I planned on going to law school, and then I kind of had an identity crisis. I had worked for attorneys um, for two years in my undergrad, and really, what I thought was these guys are assholes. I don't <laughs> I don't really want to do this, and I, I don't want to spend 150,000 to do it. Fair. So we did a lot of real estate law at the firm I worked at, and I thought, I can do that. So I got my license, and then right after that, my husband at the time decided that he wanted to get into the excavating business he had grown up in it and decided you know he wanted to get into it uh, you know being self-employed so we bought one dump truck and that within a year turned into a full excavating company with eight employees wow so you know we were young we were arrogant we we didn't know any better you know we had got into it at a time where you really couldn't lose um so we continued to grow and i had my license but i didn't do anything with it you know, I kept up with education. I used it for investments, that kind of thing. Uh, maybe like a friend or family here or there, I'd do a deal. You know, it was fun. It was. It really was just a hobby. Um, fast forward, you know, we're at the peak of the construction time, and I didn't have time to even keep up, you know, with, with it. So I put my license in escrow. Well, then, you know, the the fatal crash happened. And yeah, yeah. at that time, we worked for just about every big builder mm-hmm. in the state. You, know, you name it, we were in that subdivision. We did all of the grading, excavating, you name it. So nobody paid us. And, you know, at one point, I think oh, I had no 380 liens on houses, all of which were upside down. They were uncollectible. So we scaled way back. We managed to survive, but you know we scaled way back um, down to just a couple employees. You know we were just kept it really simple. Well, that was not the time to get my license out of escrow and sell mm-hmm. houses. Right. Um, you know, so I, so I still didn't do it. Um, come 2014, we were pretty much on track, and some things came to light which made me realize that I needed to get a divorce, and mm-hmm. I had to walk away from the company. Something so you worked
1: so hard to like. To, yeah, right. we
2: we grew up from the ground up. Yeah. You know, I mean, we did millions of dollars in sales. We were very proud of the company, but I just I couldn't continue to to own it with him. Right. Um so, 2014 I got my license out of escrow just to sell my own house and buy my new house. So that's all I did and I worked on the legal battles, you know, of distancing myself from the company. Um 2015, I was still kind of continuing that same thing and we actually tried I tried to be the CFO of the company I used to own that didn 't work mm-hmm. come come to find out you, you can 't really work for your ex husband
0: yeah you know, that, yeah that was a recipe yeah. for disaster I can't see that now. yeah
2: and and come to find out you know I, I was the money person with our company, and without him having to report to me you know in a marital sense. He just – he partied like a rock star, you know. And as it turns out, you can't really run a business when you do that. Right. <sighs> so that fizzled out. Um, so that was <laughs> so not that even – that
1: fizzled out. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're going to keep this G- right. G-rated yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so – I, I couldn't even count on the income that I was planning on from that. So I thought, you know what? I've got a couple months to make this work or not. You know, I was a single mom with a daughter going to an Ivy league school and I had to figure out how to pay it's for it. It's not cheap. No, Mm-mm. no, it no, was not. It,
1: sound, it feels expensive. Okay. Yeah. just the name. I know.
2: Right. Right. And, and can we all just be happy? She graduated last year. Awesome. So yes, now I, it's like, I got a raise. You got a raise. You know? Yes. Yeah.
1: There you go. Big one. <laughs> yes. it's, like, it's like my daycare. I can't wait till they go to school. <laughs>
2: oh, you Have a while. Yeah,
1: I know. I know. <laughs> no, no, thanks. Thanks for reminding me. So, that, so, so you're, I mean, truth be told, yeah, you had your license for a long time, but you were relatively new to the market at that
2: point. Oh, I didn't know what I was doing. But because, you know, I, I called myself a recycled agent, but because I, I did have my license, you know, and I was known around the community. My broker didn't realize I really was new, you know. So I bypassed all of the training that someone truly knew would do. Right. And I know when I wrote the offer for the house I bought after my divorce, I didn't even know what I was doing. I hand wrote it like we did in the nineties, <sighs> you know. I, I called the office to set up a showing. I didn't know you could do it, you know, from your phone. <laughs> I mean, I I was so green, you know. It was almost worse than being a new agent because I knew how we did it twenty years ago. The bad which, habits, which, oh, oh, right. Yeah, right. So no, I had no idea what I was doing in two thousand fifteen.
1: So, I mean, I mean, that's like 15, 16. I mean, that's, that's not that long ago. And in that, so since that, I mean, obviously you've, you've accelerated your ability to do business because you've actually put yourself in a position where you're being recognized. There's a lot of things happening that are really good for you. So talk to me about like what it took to really like retool and relearn the the industry. You, you basically had to deconstruct what you knew, right?
2: Oh, hundred percent. And you know, one thing I do credit um, early on when I got back into the business, I took a, a class called Ninja mm-hmm. and um, it essentially it's like the flip opposite of the Floyd Wickman's, the you know, the um, Brian Tracy's. It focuses on establishing and nurturing the relationships that you have with people that already know you and like you, you mm-hmm. know, basically working your sphere. And, you know, I would rather cut off my arm or, you know, run outside right now with no clothes on than cold call. I mean, I will not do it. So You wouldn't
1: last long, by yeah. the way. <laughs>
2: so, you know, when I yeah. sat in this class and they talked about, you know, reaching out to people you know, I thought, I can do this. You know, yeah. go, go meet the girls for a bottle of wine. You know, hey, I can do that. You know, that works for me. And luckily, I had a pretty strong social media base um, from years and years of being a cheer coach also and volunteering heavily in the community. So those people were naturally um, very receptive to me in real estate. They wanted to see me succeed, so it really was perfect for me.
1: So think about it, Sal. I mean, that's that's a lot of what we do. I mean, we talk about it all the time, and we're not big on buying yeah. leads. I mean, we we are very big on creating uh, a network around us of people that we know, trust, and
0: that we that we actually have relationships. We're more relationship driven, right. right? Yeah. I mean, when we when I jumped the nest from the last corporate job I had, right, yeah. like. It was just, all right, well. Now what? Yeah, here we go. Like, right. And like you said, I mean, it's not like I had this list of leads that I was going to cold call or open a phone book. It was like, hey, you know, who do you know that does real estate? I mean, we, as loan officers, right, like our main source of business is usually referrals from real estate agents, friends right. and whatnot. So that was uh, the struggle that we had, right? Once you get there, though, and you have that base, it's like, why would you ever think about cold calling, you know? Oh,
2: absolutely. Although I, I do feel at this point, that's what I need to do to take my business to that next level. I need to round out a little bit more, you know, of where my leads come from. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, I mean, I'm not going to jump all in. You know, it's just, it's not for yeah. me. You well, know? it's
0: always good to diversify, right? Yeah, I
1: think it makes sense, but I do believe that the most successful agents are the ones that 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 create a brand for themselves, that network themselves. I, I just think yeah. it's a much more organic way to do your business and have an area, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, like that's their base, their in, they're in the community. Part, yeah. yeah, meet people. I've, there's nothing that repl- that, that replaces <laughs> picking up the phone and calling a friend and having lunch with someone or or g- having dinner well, and, or, and
0: literally have your Cheerleaders, right? Like, which oh, is funny, like you know, because like <laughs> those people will cheer you on and help you out. Like a lot of the people at that corporate job that I worked at, which was a mortgage company, right? Mm-hmm. But I was not dealing with loans themselves. Uh, those people, those that I worked with, would send me referrals all the time, right. you know, and it was like. They wanted to see. They wanted to support you, which is great. Yeah, right? you know
1: and that. That's where we get a lot of our business. Even like when we first started, when we opened the business cell. I mean, and, and Brad. I mean, one of the big reasons that we were able to succeed is when people heard that we opened up our own little company, like, like people were like going out of their way to try to get us business because they wanted us to, to see to see us succeed. And, and that's something awesome. something I noticed about you. Say so you like. Uh, you know, obviously, we do a promo for the show, but something I noticed is you had a lot of your friends actually repost the the post and say, Hey, guys, this is my girl. This is my, my cheerleaders, g-. yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is big,
2: right? Now, I mean, and, and literally, it, a lot of it does stem from my community involvement. Um, for years, I was a volunteer coach in the Clarkston Chiefs, which is you know, Clarkston's a small town, everybody you know, knows everybody. Well, you know, and, and yeah. we were like three times state champions in football. I mean, it we live and breathe for that, and you know, there's everyone's really proud of their, their community, so it was a great program. Program to get involved in. And, you know, I got involved when my daughter was in elementary school. And, you know, I kind of grew with it. I became the VP of cheer. So, you know, I mean, I volunteered five days a week in that those people become almost like family. And when they are trusting you literally to care for their children, you already you have that rapport, you Mm -hmm. know, so it it was almost second nature for them to support me, you know, um, you know, in that next endeavor. And, you know, my my divorce was pretty. It was pretty spectacular in a small town. Spectacular, <laughs> spectacular. <Wow. laughs> right. and you know, I mean, I, I, I had, you know, I, I won't after. get into it, but suffice it to say, I'm very involved with, um, you know, domestic abuse. You, you know, it. it's yeah. a, something I feel very passionate about, and a lot of people, you know, like I said, they wanted to see me succeed. Yeah, you know, they, right. they knew I was genuine, and they were they were there for me. I know? think
1: you just you just nailed it. You're, you're genuine. You are who you are, and, and and like you can't like you can't go around selling. To people and our, like I, I, personally don't think like, you know, the guy that was, hey, how are you
2: it <laughs> Used car salesman, yeah. Like, right. Shut the
1: fuck up, like, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, dude, talk to me like a normal human. Like, you yeah. might not like, like the way I look at it. Is you might like me, you might not like me, but I'm going to be who I am. Right. You know what oh, I mean. 100%. People respect
3: that. I mean, when when you're a genuine person, especially when you do something so bold like start your own company and you're genuine, yeah. people love that and they that oh, yeah. people flock to. I'd rather it
0: someone it. not like me for who I am than like me for who I'm not. Ooh. Right? Ooh. Oh, like, I like that. that <laughs> <It's down>. like <laughs> <All> <laughs> right. now we've got deep. Yeah. Then, you, then you have to like put on a show. Yeah. Right. You have to like act every time you talk to someone. It's one thing to kind of add a little. Flare to your who you are, right? Yeah. One way or another, yeah, right? Yeah, whether yeah. you tone it down, whether you tone it up, sure. but like to completely act uh, she false. Fake? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> why? Yeah, like, I, if you I don't want to do deal that. with me, I don't care if you want to do $10 million worth of business with me this year. Like, if I have to pretend who I am. I'm not going to lie to you.
1: Kick recs. I spent just, so I don't know if the audience knows it, but I spent a lot of years doing phone sales, a lot. And when you're calling phone the leads over the phone people, you get desensitized to people and who they are. And like, I lost my ability to be a human. I was just that, <laughs> yeah. I was just bashing people over the head and just closing the shit out of them, trying to get them to <laughs> like do, do mortgages, right? <laughs> right. That's who I was. And I literally was such a douche. It was like, I wasn't even human anymore, right? Yeah. And it took me a little while to, 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 to like de- like, like reprogram my brain and be like, wait a minute. I mean, I could just be like a, a myself and be nice to people and I can get business that way. Well, that whole system,
3: like it, it kind of makes you desensitized. Sure. You're, you're just the, the terminology around it. Is you're calling leads. You're buying leads. You're not you're talking to humans. Human, right? Right. right. How much of a relationship like a referral can you build with someone? Right. person
0: that filled out their name on LendingTree. Oh, you make right? it feel good like, for a minute because you want something up yeah. from them. And they yeah, give you're per friend for 30 days, and then you're gone. Yeah, right. and, then,
1: and then not even 30 days, 10 minutes so I can get your credit card number so you can pay for right. that appraisal. And get I'm out. passed off. Yeah. right. So, I mean, so talk to me. So when, you, obviously you went through some pretty traumatic stuff and you had to basically reinvent yourself. Talk to me about how you personally got over the hump of like the fear, the, 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 the stress. Cause dude, I'm sure you had nights where you didn't dude. sleep. Oh,
2: I still do. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm my worst enemy. Yes. Right. So like you're,
1: you're, you're like, so talk to me about like the mentality that you had and what, what gave you the, the ability to kind of succeed in the face of that adversity?
2: You know, I I just I, I came from an entrepreneurial background, which I do think helped me. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, I I haven't worked for someone else since my college days, so I, I was used to kind of thinking, okay, if I want it, I got to go get it. Right. And so I, I was okay with that. But I did I chose a company that I really respected, our broker. Um, I, I needed. I needed something comforting at that time. Um something that would push me a little bit but not too much, and I had that in my office. Um he really was like a father figure. That's awesome. And you know, he's the one that encouraged me to go to this ninja class. Um he knew I needed it in my life, you know, more than anything. And um you know, really I just I can't say enough about that like intensive training session. Oh, um, sorry. Oh, <laughs> <or? I'll probably laughs> Samecha. that off, John Hill. John Hill,
1: don't call me right now. It's, you know what I'm doing.
2: But um, you know, I would just say, you know, I I just, you know, I I practice some habits almost daily. You know, one of the the key things that Ninja teaches you is to try to start and end your day with three daily gratitudes. And I know that sounds kind of dorky. Right. But um, they want you to come up with something different. Like don't wake up and say, "I'm, I'm thankful I woke up." You know, no, you need mm-hmm. to to really try to come up with something new. And you know it, it's hard to wake up and be an asshole if you do that, you know, or to be un, to be like you know ungrateful.
0: Challenge accepted. Right. Once in a while, I am thankful I woke up. But. Right.
2: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> not gonna lie, Sal.
1: Yeah. There's some days I'm happy you, woke, right. you made it to work, dude.
2: So that really did help, you know. I I do, you know. I'm one of those people. I I like those positive affirmations and those motivations, you know, like that that will boost me up on a low day. Yeah. Um, you know, and otherwise, I just you know I I do spend a lot of time on social media, just reaching out to people. Um, every post is not. Real estate related, like often, I will kind of like slip in a little real estate. Like I might post a selfie with my bulldog and I, you know, with some sold signs in the background, you know, and say it's a it's a good day to go out and you know hang some sold signs. So I'm reminding people I'm in the business, but I'm not, you know. Who do you know that's thinking about buying or selling in the next two
1: months? You know, I can't stand that. Oh my god! You know what? (laughs) Give me your zip. Give me your zip code. I'll give you
0: like blows me away like makes me want to just like rip all my hair out and bash my head into a oh. cement wall. Wow. Okay. When I see online who's working today. Mm. <laughs> and everyone's like, "I am, I am, I am, uh, me too. I am." That's, that's, it's like, uh, "Well, no shit. It's Wednesday. Everyone's yeah, working, yeah. dude." I've been So what? Nothing. It's a little cold out. Yeah. Who's working today? Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> everyone. If everyone. If you're
1: not You're an idiot.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Like,
2: (laughs) I joined a bunch of, um, like, Facebook real estate related business pages because I I am trying to to shift my business a little bit more, um, you know, to encompass things that I, I don't really do, lead generation. And I, I noticed but you do. That, but
1: I think you do. Well, and you don't realize it. I do
2: it. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm not nurturing cold leads. Yeah. So I, I'm almost ready to jump back away from them already because it's like, I know on Christmas Day, who's working today? How many appointments did you set? Shut who's holding an open house on Super yeah. Bowl Sunday? It's
0: like, dude. And I was
2: like, I, I this is not for me. That works for them, you know. But it, that's just not me. Well, it's
0: um, it's like everyone taking a picture of themselves and seeing who's bigger, right? <laughs> it's like,
2: cool, bro. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, yeah, it's uh. Christmas Day. Wait, wait, what do you mean by big? Yeah, I think it, that, maybe, maybe it went over your guys' heads because yeah, I, yes. I don't think you you'd got, ever yeah. have a confidence yeah, yeah. I think to do your right? juvenile. But, uh, <laughs> but <bigger>. it, ultimately, <laughs> like, uh, it, to me, that that's the mind-blowing stuff. And this, like, fake motivation that – sorry, this is a little rant <laughs> of mine. <We're laughs> talk, we talked about this. You yeah, talked about like, this. Yeah, it's like – People posting selfies at 5 a.m. like, And maybe that's what they need to get going. No, 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 no.
1: They did that once.
0: But they just want the likes. They want the attention. And, you know, the only attention they're getting is from people who also need it. Right. Right. Everyone who's already up and working anyways is like, this isn't your nature. They're not even on social media. Like, like, (laughs) I'm working, bro. Yeah. Yeah, Like, cool, bro. Yeah.
1: If you have enough time to take a selfie in the gym. Well, that that one
0: was funny to me today. I was literally I was sitting in my car and who's working today? Look. (laughs) Wednesday, so hopefully everyone, right? You know, the post office. to talk about, yeah, a couple
1: people (laughs) to talk about motivation. Just for one second, I think it's absolute bullshit when you hear like, "Oh, Mondays are the best days," and blah. blah. Look, Mondays (laughs) fucking suck. (laughs) It's (laughs) cold outside. Being an agent and showing houses right now fucking sucks. <laughs> it's what you choose to do that information, which is the difference, right? I choose to – even though Mondays suck, I wake up and I go to work, right? It's cold as shit outside. I still chose to walk in here and do this show because this is what we do. Yeah. Well, and right? I think you can have the we
0: positive affirmations like you said of, of being thankful for some things, right? But That's I'm not different. necessarily thankful for my alarm going off Monday morning. Right, right. Like, <laughs> And I,
2: I mean and while I'm thankful for it, I know I, I have to get my ass out of bed and, and go hustle for it Yeah. Too, yeah right. You know. So sometimes I'm thankful for the hustle, right. you know. I'm, I'm thankful for the the one a.m. text from for someone who sure. wants to see a house. Yeah. You
1: know, it's like let me yeah. kick you in the nuts and tell me that you're thankful. And
2: for And it. it is hard sometimes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sometimes well, I'm I like, what am I thankful for? Like of, I don't even know.
0: Part of being uh, successful is not. I mean, uh, granted, I'm sure there's successful people who post those texts that say, you know, or, or the Facebook post, oh, I can't wait for tomorrow morning. I can't even sleep. It's Sunday night. It's like. <laughs> So over the top. But I feel like part of being like good is not lying to yourself. Yeah. I'm just right. saying, yeah. you know what, like tomorrow's gonna suck. Yeah. When I'm gonna wake up, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna get through it. And I'm Time bad. will fly. I'm a badass and I'm gonna be able yeah. to handle that. And right? at six PM I'll be at home and I can eat whatever I want, watch whatever I want to team. Like eat. lying about right? things that are hard, it's,
1: it's almost like <coughs> that's for me it's short lived, Stacey, right? If you lie to yourself about like like working out, right? You people are like, Oh man, I love but at some point working out gets hard. Right.
0: Right? Well in our business usually day one. Right, yeah. I was going to say yeah. when you walk in the door. In our <laughs> business, I feel like the biggest uh, issue is people lying to themselves about things working or not working. Like, yeah. uh, you know, like I, you know, we, we listed this house. It, you know, we accept an offer that's like thirty k over appraisal. The buyer's not prepared to bring the money. We know that he didn't sign an appraisal guarantee. My seller's not prepped to bring their price down. Right, right, but well, I got. And yeah. the, the common question I get, right, because we'll, we'll write a deal that's 10 over with concessions. The deal won't close without the concessions, right? right. And it's like, have, uh, I'll always ask if the listing agent calls me, have you talked to your seller about a low appraisal? We'll mm-hmm. cross that bridge. No, we haven't. <laughs> and <laughs> then it gets there and it's like this whole big deal, right? And, mm-hmm. But what I do realize too is that every deal that we've wrote at least for the most part is like something that can be figured out. Yeah, you know, it right. always seems doom and gloom and the sky's falling and then it's like two days later up, oh, clear to close. We figured right. It out. Right.
2: There is almost always a solution. Yeah. You know, and I, I do I it. tend <laughs> to yeah. to, you know, underpromise and overdeliver. Um, you know, I'm I'm That's very honest with it. my clients. Yeah. And you know, I, I try to have them as knowledgeable as possible. But you're right, it's a frustration because there's a lot of agents that don't don't do that. They're not diligent. Yeah. You know, they're they're very focused in the right here, right now. Let me just take this listing. I don't care if it's overpriced. Let me get my offer accepted. I don't care right. that we're going to have a problem, or they don't even understand what an appraisal guarantee is. It's right. It's
3: really hard to to vet those people out as a consumer because they're telling you everything you want right. to hear, right? Where you would tell them maybe the good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, we see it all the time. Right. We see it all the time. Right. So it's hard as a consumer well, to vet us, those like, people
0: out. How good is it to send out a loan estimate uh, with forty two thousand due to the table, and they come to the the table with thirty nine, right? Right. Like, or you show a net out to your seller of, you know, 40 and it's 43, right? right. Because of these, these little things, these preparations that you did from the start. And you know this is worst case probably. Right. So, me,
1: so the audience understands like when, when someone gets a mortgage or whatever, maybe people want to know how much cash they're going to bring to close, right? And a lot of loan officers in our industry, anybody in our they industry, they don't put the tax. They, want, they, they like, because there's money that has to come to the table, but they don't. They're afraid and they don't. They don't want to lose the deal, so they want to skinny a smart the numbers. Will so they'd, rather shop cross, that. they'd rather cross. They'd rather cross that bridge when they get there. Yeah. Right. That's the thing. I push I'm, it down. The I'm going to skinny the numbers down and tell you that you need 40k when the actual numbers to be 45 at the closing, but that does nobody any good. Right. Right. But it's I always tell my clients look it's a lot harder for me to be honest with you and tell you what you need to know as opposed to just lying to you and making you feel good oh, which exactly. one would you rather? which one would you rather be right? right it's just the same thing as listing a house right my house is worth 250 no it's actually worth about 220 man right right how, like like how do you so when you talk to a client <coughs> about listing their house uh, it's it's got to be difficult because I I don't I don't deal with that part of the transaction. Obviously, um, it's got to be difficult to be competing with these people that, that are just telling them what they want to hear.
2: Oh, it's a, it's probably one of our biggest frustrations, you know, from the more experienced agents. And honestly, there are a lot of us out there that are hoping, you know, with this little bit of slowdown, it's
0: people gonna get out it's of the gonna market. weed them out. out. yeah,
2: yeah. They're gonna they were part time anyway. They're gonna go back to their other jobs, and we all are kind of happy about that because. You know, we call it buying listings and I've had it happen a lot in the last three months. I go on a listing appointment and you know and I know my market. You know, my my comps are pretty spot on. You know, I I give a range, but it's it's pretty dialed in. And they say, Well, I met with, you know, Susie over here and she told me I can get thirty K more. Well, who are they gonna go with? You know, they they don't care, you know, I mean I can dazzle them with the best listing presentation and the best stats. But if it's, it's 30 a, G's, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, that, that's all they see. And it's like you were saying, too, you know, with your loan estimate, you know, they're going to go with that lower number without yeah. knowing how often, accurate that might often, be. Yeah.
0: What's good, though, is when you do have okay, like, all right, before you make a decision, let's compare the two. Right. Uh-huh. Right. And it's, yeah. for us, it's for easy because it's, yeah. it's like, hey, this I box guess. is what you can shop. The right. rest will be the same anywhere you go. Taxes yep. are taxes, insurance is insurance. Mm-hmm. For blah us, blah, blah, blah. it's a lot easier to be able to win that. But for right. you, it's, it's very. But still, their closing costs were lower. Yeah. What do you mean they're lower? Yeah. We have none. Yeah. yeah. Well, right. they, they they said that the taxes are cheaper. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. They dictate it, right? <laughs> right. Yeah they, yeah. they can get you cheaper taxes. They know a guy. yeah. Bank of America <laughs> yeah. sets the tax price on that right. house.
1: It's ridiculous, yeah. man. So, yeah, I mean, so I do want to talk about that. That's one of the subjects <laughs> I wanted to talk about Is is the market change. So, like a year ago, Coming into the spring, dude, you there were multiple offers on the house that people were like clamoring to get into houses. People were going over ask, appraisal guarantees, all this stuff. Right? Look, I still think we have a very healthy market. I think that the, the the change has been very healthy, but the changes. The reality is. Listings aren't getting 10 offers anymore, right? Right. The buyers are in much more of a driver's seat. They have more negotiating power than they have in the past, which this is why I think it's a great time to buy a house right now because you, you can get a better deal right now, in my opinion. But the, the people selling their houses have to understand that. So how do you convey that to someone that is jaded because their neighbor had 15 offers?
2: It's, it's extremely difficult. And, you know, it's one of the biggest challenges right now that we're facing. You know, sellers do not understand this market shift. They really don't. And even what I'm noticing, um, you know, say I sit down with a seller and I, I have some comparables prepared, they are still reflecting that Wild West market that we had last yep. summer, last spring. So, you know, it takes time for those those corrections to actually hit on paper. So they're still seeing a shorter days on market on average. And you know, I'm trying to explain to them, you know, or you almost want to say, Do you watch the news? You yeah. know, do, do you open it, you know, do you look Probably on not. the internet? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. You know. Um, So it is very frustrating. And, you know, I've learned and, you know, I've been a little bit beat up lately, you know, when you when you do lose out to that agent that that over promises something that's not going to happen, and they hope they're just going to get a price reduction down the road. You know, I, I just tell myself those are listings I didn't need anyway. Um,
1: that's a good you know, point. It,
2: it frees me up to, to work with the people that I can get to the closing table that I can really help, but it is really frustrating. I mean, it,
0: well, I I think, it really chaps my ass. As a seller, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it right?
2: it that's, that's what I was trying to say. It, it chaps <laughs> my as ass. As a
0: seller, I think what you can gauge, right, if your agent is doing you justice, at least with setting the expectation of price and, and uh, the listing itself with the photos, is if you're getting showings, right? <laughs> If, if you are getting showings and people aren't putting offers in, right, and you're not right. getting feedback, obviously you're probably overpriced or something's wrong with your house, Oh, absolutely.
2: Right? And, that, and that is, you know, I really try to educate my sellers. And, you know, I think moving forward in this upcoming market, those are the agents that will succeed, the ones that they offer value. You know, they, they explain things like that to the seller. Um, they work with a stager. They use professional photography. Those are the agents that are bringing value. And those are the ones I think that are going to succeed. But value. you know, well, it's like
0: all about bringing people to the house. Well, right, right? and and like and you there, said,
2: yeah. I mean, you know, if you're getting ten showings a day but no offers, something's wrong. Yeah. Right. You know, something yeah. is definitely wrong.
0: Well, I yeah, I mean, I've I've heard recently of you know lots of showings or, or a decent amount of showings, but no, offers. and then they but they also ask for feedback, right? And like the house, but we think it's overpriced, right? Right, and sometimes it. True but hurts. it's got to be satisfying. So, so true Obviously, a chap's it chaps your ass suck. when
1: someone go, comes in with a higher number, but it also has to be mildly satisfying to see that thing sit for ninety days.
2: It is. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. look at that face. That <laughs> is true. I, I do. I do yeah. like to look at that. It's like ha ha loser. <laughs> right. And honestly, you know, I, I often, you know, I'll get that listing on the next go round, and I'm gonna get it for the price I wanted. Yeah. You know, I
0: mean, it happens. Well, like, us, yeah, it happens like when us. someone goes with that number, all their closing costs were lower, um, or I say. Honestly, dude, I i cannot pre approve you. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. Like you got, you got, this, you got to, this plane has a fifteen percent chance of landing and I'm not putting people on that plane, right? And great analogy. We uh <laughs> like
2: motivational Wednesday yeah, there. You're gonna die.
0: Come, you know, two weeks later, the agent who referred me well, you know, they got they got it done through who or they work through and once in a while I do get a call. Yeah, we close. Hey, you make right? me say yeah, yeah, but, yeah for sure. Right. You know, I wasn't willing to take that risk, but often it's Hey man, can you bail us out? Like, mm-hmm. oh, no, like I told you, you got to yep. pay this off, this off, this off. You can't do it, right? Yeah, no, we'll pay it off. We'll pay. It. I had a
1: client once leave me a message that I saved and I still have it to this day. And literally, he goes, "Paul, I'm calling you because I need your help. I want to tell you, you were right, I was wrong. I repeat, you were right, I was wrong." And I made me smile. I mean, it just. But then again, I felt bad for him because, like, he Paul had plays game. that every morning. Right? Right. That's my
3: reaffirmation. <laughs>
1: Because <laughs> my wife tells me I'm wrong all the time. I need something. Um, yeah. So I mean, look, the market has changed. It's the reality of where we are. It doesn't mean that it's an unhealthy market, right? I actually think it's a healthier market because we were overheating.
2: Oh, I agree. I mean, we were prices were going up, you know, at an astronomical rate that we just couldn't sustain. Mm-hmm. So I feel pretty confident about where we're going now. You know, it, yeah. it's definitely more of a buyer's market, For but sure. that's okay. That's okay. You you know, it's, it's, okay. okay. <laughs> it's
1: okay. It's okay. It's a healthy market. We're good it's to allowing
0: sp- the people who have a home to sell. To buy, yeah, right, right. Like, and we're, that's the the toughest part. And I've been t- telling people that. And a lot, some agents are like, "Oh, what? Like, you're getting?" But yeah, like half my deals right now are contingent. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Before you, the contingent offer was not getting yeah. one. And it's but, like, right. hey, you know, it's
1: more people can buy a house now. It, it opens up the market for for buyers that were getting get crushed by cash offers by all this other stuff. The people that need to sell to buy, like now that now they have the opportunity. It's a much healthier market. It's
3: always healthy when you have a good back and forth, good checks and balances. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Yeah, and what I liked about this correction that we had—it's a mini correction—but what I liked it was natural. Nothing external caused it. It wasn't like there was a uh, a bomb that went off or that the you know it was very natural. It just sputtered out a little bit and we're in a much better spot. But look, we saw five point three percent appreciation year over year. We're still going to have appreciation next year, but it's not going to be as high. Right, right. House—the housing market is part of the most
0: stable part of our economy. Considering what I think will be interesting is the. And I don't think it will be major, but the wrench that potentially the the government shutdown set in the growth of our economy to set interest rates on the path that they were, which was everyone was saying, you know, probably five and a half, six. I mean, rates are low again, right? Right. And I do believe Mm -hmm. that a lot of that is due to uh, the shutdown and things of that sort. So now that the shutdown's over, I'm curious as to see what that will do to the growth of interest rates over the next year or so. Will it delay a Mm -hmm. recession? Will it spark one sooner? We're going to have a recession, in my opinion. Well, we I, always, I think yeah, 2020. It's, yeah, maybe, it's coming. Yeah. 2020, it's coming. It's inevitable.
1: But, yeah. but it's part of the cycle. But just so people understand, uh, recessions don't mean 2008 housing crisis. No, yes. recessions are like war. That's right? what people- like, like, what?
0: What? what? They're what? inevitable. Okay. What? Everyone's going to die? They're, no, they're, they're inevitable. They're
2: like taxes. Taxes are Ta- inevitable. Well, no, like yeah. a, a war
0: is- there will be another war, right? How bad it is, we don't know. There's different conditions every time that cause it, and mm-hmm. and every war is a little bit different. Have, some Good. last Good. long, some last ten years, some last two months. Yeah, right. right. It's it's inevitable. Wow. So all right. He actually That's brought that. It's very hawkish. It was pretty,
1: yeah, pretty very hawkish. I know. I didn't think he was going to make it I did not know where was going. Deep, Everyone's going the die. This morning. No, yeah. Those <laughs> analogies <laughs> are on point. Oh. about death. No, I, I agree.
2: I don't think the recession is going to be nearly as catastrophic. Um, you know, I mean, we're not going to have the subprime mortgage meltdown. Exactly. You know? I mean, Nailed it's it. going to happen. You know, it's Nailed everything it. is cyclical. You know, yeah. it's it's going to happen, but it's not going to be the recipe for disaster that we've had So
1: many recessions, and that that the housing market actually performed better than any other investment that, that, yes. that there was in the, in the market. The 2008 was anomalous, in my opinion, because of the bad mortgages, because we were doing no income, no assets. Lending had gotten so out of control. <laughs> I was in it, and I was, like, I, didn't, I was like 23 years old. I was giving people mortgages. We didn't verify income or assets as long as you put 10% down with 6 to 80 credit. Mm-hmm. Think about that. No income, no assets.
0: You're a drug dealer? Cool, man. Let's do it. <laughs> and, those,
2: I, and I didn't even need to be licensed no those were crazy times I, right. I mean
0: not having been in that time you know to me like that sounds heavenly like it, it <laughs> like you know dangerous. we're like breaking someone's uh
2: it was to an extent dude I was
1: compensated on paying and giving people higher rates back then think about this right <laughs> so if i gave and i already worked i worked at quicken which by the way at the time had the highest rates as it was <laughs> so I was already selling higher rates on top of that if i gave them even a higher rate i made the i made a split on that so I was incentivized to give people higher rates Right? So I was just like thinking like okay let me just
3: make more money and then I could float yeah. and, and, I and on top of that you could you could influence appraised values you Everything Oh you
2: call your was, buddy the was, appraiser you know I need this was. to come in I at mean, 700 looking no back at that
3: who thought that was I, a good idea I you know the rules are still
0: pretty loose to a degree right now if you think about Not like, like that, one thing though. right no no doubt <laughs> I'm just saying like one thing that that does blow my mind is the debt to income ratios right It is like, yeah. loose yes. like FHA Any, allows 55% of See, your overall income that makes me nervous Gross right. income. Yeah. Before, before taxes, before yeah. taxes, you could have a four hundred one k, which and you essentially lock your money up with. That you have utilities in our county; it you only have counts have on your credit food. report. Like you like have cell phone, it. cable, water. It's crazy, Just, none of that counts. I, I want the That's audience to understand this point. I,
1: this is actually a very a, a good point, Sal, and I am glad you brought it up. So, think about fifty percent. Let's say you make four thousand dollars a month, pre tax. Right, you are actually taking home about what thirty two hundred. Depending on right, dependence. depending on, your, uh, where, but but we're basically qualifying you off the four thousand, and you can have up to two thousand dollars a month in monthly debt. More than that, fifty five percent, right? Twenty two, whatever, right? Yeah. So, but right. basically, but that's not considering. That's just considering your like what's on your credit report. But there's also cable bills, gas. There's all this stuff, dude. It is tight. So to be fair, that number
0: on I don't the know FH how many is, loans close with a fifty seven percent DTI. Fifty fifty six point eight. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Oh. So I just so everyone knows, a lot of times. There's other incomes in the household that aren't yeah. being counted in, right? That aren't. Oh, yeah. that credit or, Out of all or, the know.
1: things that we have right now, we're very, very safe on our lending. That would be
0: the only like little blip that I see at that and like probably like the Well, I think it would be great if you could like if for example, if you had a spouse, their credit's bad. But it would be a compensating factor to say right. all right, prove his income. Like VA will, you can do that, yep. right? Mm-hmm. You can exclude some debts or at least uh, yeah, some yeah, residual yeah, requirements yeah, yeah. by showing the spouse has income, right? Yeah. Even though they're and not I on think the that loan. would be great. Like, hey, obviously the debt to income's a little bit over on this one, but husband makes a hundred grand, right? right? He had some, you know, shitty credit or whatever, but you uh, know, can look, we so compensate com- that a com- little compensating bit? Compensating factors yeah. to mitigate the risk. And, on sta- the
1: loan. and Stacey, honestly, <clears throat> lending is is it does not
0: make sense, and
1: people that try to. make... <laughs> People that try to use logic and lending—I've oh, told this before—do not use logic. It doesn't make sense. I know it doesn't make sense, but you're self-employed. You bring in all this money, but you show nothing, man. I can't. I can't lend to you, right? Right. But the guy with like six twenty credit or six hundred credit who had a bankruptcy four years ago—I can lend to them, right? You Absolutely. know what I mean? So an FHA <laughs> is starting to crack down. Just so everybody knows, uh, but we'll we'll get more into that. So I wanted to talk about this too. So the best cities for first-time homebuyers uh detroit was on the list you want to you want i mean which is
3: interesting which i think is great for us
2: it's great that surprises me though i mean is that, that based
0: on affordability or metro detroit look man I Yeah. Don't yeah know, what's man. it based
3: off of because i mean I, I, I agree detroit is up and coming there's a lot there's a lot going on down there there's a it's lot it's not well, that, i don't know if they're saying detroit or the metro whole country, detroit though?
1: entry-level housing we have abundance of it here in michigan you can True. you can still buy a house for hundred twenty thousand dollars and still buy in a it house
3: deep- for four thousand dollars Uh, in Flint I know because somebody wants to live where they can't drink the water
1: bro Uh, did you know that this kid lives in Flint no I don't he used to I I did not know that he couldn't drink his own water
0: correct it's weird That weird. That, that was a choice Oh, for yeah. four grand for a house. I mean, yeah, I know. I guess so, I'll, I'll buy a bottle of water. water. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> I guess the reason, and we've got a lot of listeners all across the country, and there's a lot of markets where to get into a house, like like if you go to California, dude, you need you four hundred thousand dollar house, five hundred thousand dollar house. It's like a little bungalow, right? Well, to be anywhere
0: at all desirable, right? Mm-hmm. Even on the fringe of it, yeah, right. it's you know probably three hundred fifty to plus whatever. Yeah, like, sky's the limit. As where here, it's like, man, I want to be close to Royal Oak. But I don't mm-hmm. want to spend three hundred grand. Go to Oak Park. You get a, get a house yeah, for one. Well, you can go to Oak Park, yeah. You go to got Madison yeah. Heights, yeah. you got Clawson, where it's like you can be on the fringe areas okay. as a first time home buyer and be an Uber right away from wherever you want to be. I think so we're if, oh, go ahead. Looking at that
3: list, I just peeked over your shoulder at it. Detroit actually makes the most sense to me. I think all the other cities on there I'm actually really surprised by more so than Detroit. I'll
1: go I'll go through the list so, <clears> so everybody's aware. Numero uno, Pittsburgh. Uh Number uh, tied for number one, Cleveland, Oklahoma City, Cincinnati, Birmingham, Alabama, Indianapolis, Columbus, Ohio, Louisville, Kentucky, Detroit and Kansas City, uh, Missouri. So, look, I mean, these cities, I don't think they're like, look, the the idea is if you're a first time homebuyer in the metro Detroit area, um, I think we're, we're fortunate that you can get into a house. Mm-hmm. At, at, at relatively a cheap price, right? Wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's 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 a good thing for us. I think millennials are going to be big. Don't you agree going forward?
2: Oh, I do, one hundred percent. That is definitely you know our next big buyer segment. We're already
0: seeing it, know, right? For sure. I mean, a lot of people that we work with sell are like millennials, right? Like yeah, I you. would say the average person buys as opposed to probably our parents, right, who are buying their house or their parents buying their house at you know age probably twenty. Mm-hmm. Right, figuring that I don't know how yeah, for thirty thousand it. dollars. How do you market to a millennial <laughs> but nowadays? Snapchat? Yeah, Snapchat. Yeah.
2: You know, the, I I need to work snap, on that a little bit. Snapchat you know, know I mean, I'm definitely using Instagram.
1: <laughs> Jessica's laughing. <laughs> yeah. Jessica's like, I get snapped a lot. But
3: yeah, uh, I,
2: I I don't use Snapchat. No, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. Um, definitely Instagram. Instagram, I think drives the, yeah,
3: that. yeah, yeah. I don't understand Instagram. You're an idiot, though. Um,
1: Isn't it just so, pictures? Like it was what the flim I water? I don't understand it, Brad. I'm just an old soul. Yeah. Well, though, Instagram's going to be, but social in general. Right. So I wanted to get. So what, one thing that you told you said earlier, and I want to circle back to it is that you are you you, you use your personality on social. And what I think a lot of people don't understand about social is it's very personable and it has to be honest and it has to be who you are. If people will read, will feel the 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 fakeness right off the bat. What are you like? Who's me? working? today yeah right (laughs) you know what i mean but 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 making it who you are because people want to work they want to know who they're working with in, in today's market Back in the day, people wanted the bells and whistles and I felt like, oh, I got to work with this guy because he works at this firm and blah, 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 blah. No, people want to work with people they like.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and you're so right. I mean, I know, you know, when I got my license back in the 90s and the the top producers, they were the ones that went to like the Floyd Wickman thing and they they had the big car magnet, you know, and they they drove the Cadillac (laughs) and they wore like the gold blazer, you know, and they were used car salesmen. And we've shifted so far from that. People want
1: real humans. They
2: want to work with someone that they trust. I mean, it's they're trusting us with their biggest financial investment, whether right. they are that first time buyer or, you know, it's it's their move up five hundred thousand dollar home. They they need to trust us, you know. They need to know not only that they can trust us, but that we know what we're doing. Yeah, they have to have have faith in you, right? Right.
1: And then, like in our in our market right now, I think it's much much different than it was 15 years ago. Right, Uh, trust and being human and like because everybody's transparent now. I can look you up in two seconds. Right, I can know everything about you in two seconds if I really wanted to. Right, you're, you're on Facebook, whatever it is. Like we all are in today's world you know who everybody else is. Like I can see pictures of you from like high school. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: just crazy you guys did that yesterday. Well, it's crazy too <laughs> that, creeps. you know, none mm. of that really short of MySpace and LiveJournal. MySpace. Journal and MySpace. All that. <laughs> I'm just saying like it, it, the most used social platform being probably Facebook, right. right? Like it's creating its own history for everyone and it's only seven years old, eight years old. Well, almost 10 now, right? Yeah, More than that. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy. Yeah. But like but what will be interesting is granted, you know, it, stays open or whatever, but like in another ten, twenty years, like what you'll be able to see, what you can do, and it really makes you think back to when it first opened and it wasn't when Facebook first started when it was the Facebook? It was just well, for, it was just for college students. Uh, yeah, you had to have the college listen, yeah, yeah. listen, yeah. listen yeah. short of, you know, you guys going to Harvard and being a part of that. The uh, oh, what you, uh, <laughs> what you back He, he then you read had, the book. Back, yeah. back, when Facebook came out, you had to have a, a college. address right. yeah. no, I understand, what okay. I'm saying you All know, right. short It'll of make you guys being a part of that, right? Okay, yeah, but yeah. Uh, got it. The dick. The uh, <laughs> you threw me completely <laughs> off because you're a dick. But, <laughs> no, so you deserve it. The, but when when it, it first opened up. When it first started, people would put whatever on there. They would say whatever. Oh, they post dude. pictures of themselves hammered, right? right? Like oh, all yeah. these college kids. And now they're becoming... It's big, you you know. know, Mindful, yeah. They're they're rising up in the ranks as far as companies go, and potentially politics. And it's like a lot of millennials. Kind of crazy.
1: Listen, younger generations aren't going into Facebook as much anymore, but millennials that are going into the business world, all of a sudden, will open up a Facebook account because they need that, right? Right. They they need that exposure, and in the real estate game, it's huge,
2: right? And you know, and I do just want to say, you know, like where I, I do post content that's fun, it's engaging. You also do have to balance that out with. Industry knowledge, yeah. you know, like I don't want people to just come to me because I coached their daughter 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I taught them how to do a back handspring. You know, they also need to know she's going to get my house sold, you know, for the best price. She's going to advise me on the best route to go with a lender. She's going to help me choose the new, my best new house. So it is a balance. You have to throw that that content out there too, but but balance it with fun. Balance it with your personality. Yeah, that would be my advice. You
1: have to add value. If right. if, if someone comes to my feed and there's no value
0: added, it's just me. I mean, look, my kids are cute and all this stuff, but you got to add <laughs> well, value. I right? think, but you also have to be relatable, right? Because right. like you guys said, people want to deal with a real person, not someone yeah. fake. So if yeah. they can see That's a balance, you out on you know in the fall going to an apple orchard with your family, like.
2: Oh. With my dog. And oh, we were yeah. there just this past weekend.
0: Oh. by cool, the way, you're yes. a human. Nobody right.
1: nobody cares about, about what you're eating, and nobody cares about the Bugatti that you rented in, in Vegas. Like, like don't be douchey on really? it either. Just people just <laughs> just be prepared for that. So we do this thing called Three Questions. Uh, oh you and, didn't
2: tell me about this part. Oh we don't. No.
1: Surprise. That's how surprise. we know if you actually listen right. or not. So three <laughs> questions we ask we we've we've been doing this lately. So first question we ask everybody is what scares you, Stacey?
2: Personally or professionally?
1: The question is just very Um, open.
2: Definitely failure. Um, You know, uh, just right now, you know, definitely to maintain the goals that I set for 2018. And, you know, I I upped them a little bit for 2019. So now I've got to have that path on how to get there. And it scares me not to because I I am out there and it's public, you know. So if I I have a down year, it's a public embarrassment. And, you know, I mean, my kids are counting on me. So that scares me, and I'm counting on me. You know, um, so that's probably my biggest fear.
3: Fair, yeah. very fair, very uh, fair. I would argue probably your biggest motivation as well.
2: Absolutely, yeah. that's a great point. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah.
1: and also it's funny because failure is also necessary for success. So it's like all for part sure. of this weird circle. Failure is a weird thing. Like we're, we're scared of it. We need it. We don't want it. It's like very odd. Okay, uh, <laughs> if you could be, if you could be one animal Ooh. in the king, animal
3: kingdom, what would it be and why? Does that oh. have to be a real animal, or could it be like a like no a unicorn, unicorn? Unicorn's not kind of a narwhal. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> fucking oh just clarify. my god.
2: Um, one animal, I guess maybe a dolphin, um, because they are intelligent. But I just I love the Caribbean. You know, so <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Get, if I can get to that ocean, the ocean and beach, swim, yeah. one way or another, you're like, I'm
1: gonna just swim around. <laughs> yeah. you know, I think dolphins are way
3: smarter than we think, man. They are really wicked smart. They're crazy. Yeah. yeah, I think most people know that dolphins are really smart.
1: I don't think we know even how smart they are. I think we underestimate them. I, I could agree with that. I think they yeah. can. Yeah, I think they communicate. The <laughs> i mean they have full-on conversations oh, I'm like click man. it dude uh can that be clipped out no uh we're not for, for that more out. posts
3: no no yes no
1: uh, so <laughs> hold on if you could go on a date or have a dinner sorry not a date if you could have oh, dinner it. if you could well either or you could, <laughs> if you could have dinner or a date with one person um who would it be and why?
2: oh no come oh on, god come on
1: you can't uh-huh. say paul I mean I yeah, I'm not fun on it. So I can't
2: say like I don't want to say something like Channing Tatum, you know, let's keep it real. Why not? Um Anyway, why not? Yeah. It doesn't matter. I mean, come on.
1: Tatum Tatum's fine. You hot.
2: know, no, honestly probably Michelle Obama. Oh, that's do I I I think I have so much respect and admiration for her yeah. and you know I mean, you know, one one dinner would never be enough for all that that I could learn from her.
3: She's a boss. She is. She's and I bet you would be really good food too. Yeah. You think so? Oh yeah.
2: I don't know. I my son I mean, it's not going to
3: be like going to the White House and get McDonald's. <laughs> Relax. Man. I
2: I have to say this. My son, when he was in junior high, came home so upset, and he's like, "Michelle Obama is ruining my life." And I'm like, "What is wrong?" They took away all of the the snacks, all you the know. good stuff. He's like, "She's literally ruining our lives." Like he was so serious, it was all Michelle Obama because the she food, ruined food. lunch. Yeah, yeah lunch. she so ruined yeah. lunch.
1: Dude, growing up, lunch was like we had some shitty ass food, man. Like I think about the stuff. walking yeah. tacos yeah. were heaven. Yeah, <laughs> 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 remember like, <laughs> Double
0: Nugget Day all
3: day, dude. Yeah. I like, had Double Nugget Day all day. We had so- open Campus, and so we could just go. We just we to had Burger the best King subs, day. dude.
0: Honest right. to God, I the subs were so good. I I still really with. they had the best Italian too. It was just unbelievable. I remember we <laughs> had with
1: salt bagels. They're and like, like three the bucks. Range, yeah, so so the salt bagels are so those oh, like long thin ones. They were so good. Yeah, you'd yeah. fall asleep at your desk. I'd fall asleep at my desk. no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> Remember how shitty high school
0: was, dude? You know it's crazy when you look like <laughs> you think school. about like how long of a day that. was. What does time to school start? Seven? Seven, like seven, fifty, seven yeah. fifty? Yeah, that's that's tough. That's rough, but. You're out at like 2. It's heaven. 2? Two. No, 2.15.
3: What? I don't know what no, do I think ours was like 8.05 to Maybe it was 3.15. Yeah, I don't know. it was 3.15, but yeah. I thought it was like 2.45. You guys are
2: younger than I am. Well, I mean, Sal. You can remember it better.
1: Sal, Sal reminds me how old I am all the time. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. old.
3: Fuck you. I mean, you are. How old am I? Old. Your How biotin
0: old? pills just fell out of your pocket, bro. You're like 39, bro. aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> okay,
2: biotin are not you like 39?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Chad, really, if you're listening, get the biotin, bro, because your hair man. Is falling
1: out.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chad. Oh, man.
1: So we sell. I've been taking biotin because my hairdresser was like, you need to get – because I was like, okay, I'm going to take it. We are having a conversation, about it sounds like, can you just uh, talk to Chad about that? <laughs> <laughs>
0: man it's,
2: it's great for hair skin and nails it really it is. is it's
0: really yeah. good well, yeah we might have to replay that part for chad he's gonna be well chad, all shook up
1: yeah chad's gotten kind of like messed up on the last two shows <laughs> F- fortunate for us he's our partner never listens to our show so yeah that's good um listen stacy <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show it was an absolute pleasure I'm really excited to see you like do your thing. I'm really excited about the show that you did on the cable network. I will
2: invite you. I'm going to host a party, a you viewing are? party at a um a bar. I, I in want Clarkson. in on that. I yeah. want in on that. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll yeah. partner. We'll do some some business yeah. with that. Yeah, I will let you guys know. That's
1: exciting. Be awesome. That's exciting. So was it an interesting experience?
2: Oh my god, it was so cool. And when I so I got an email from this cable network, and I thought it was a joke, and I said to my boyfriend. This network emailed me and that's kind of my guilty pleasure to watch this channel. And he said, They're probably telling you you log way too many viewing hours, you know. <laughs> and I didn't Could even respond. You know, yeah. I yeah. thought it was a joke. So then they emailed me again two weeks later and they asked if I had any clients that fit the parameters. And you know, so we went from there and they, they were talking to hundreds of agents. So we kept getting further and further in the process. And I nominated a few sets of clients and they ended up choosing some from Clarkston. And oh, it was awesome. it was awesome. it was really cool, um and it should be a big boost overall because the show is like they kind of called it Southeast Michigan or yeah. southeast oakland county or some something like that, um which really wasn't where we were at all, but that's what they called it yeah um but it was really cool. I mean, a whole crew comes out, you know we had like a crew of eight um
1: how with, long did you tape for
2: four days twelve oh, hour days that's um. It. Yeah. You know, they, there was a production assistant who would ask you your lunch order. He brought you latte at two o'clock. I'm like, I could get used to that. <laughs> it, it was a blast. It really was. Well,
1: that's awesome. <laughs> well, 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 we'll be looking for that. Absolutely. See, tell the audience how they can get a hold of you if they need to get a hold of you to buy, sell, anything real estate related.
2: Absolutely. Um, my phone number is 810-560-9857. And my email is taylor at cbwm.com
1: give your give your number one more time 8105609857 Stacey Taylor, absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you very I know you're much. We were a little nervous. We did a shot earlier, but you <laughs> did you did fantastic, just so you know.
2: That was awesome. Uh, thank you so much for this opportunity.
1: Absolutely. Thank it was you. awesome. So thank you for everyone for listening. We really appreciate the support. Uh I can't believe this podcast has been going on as long as it has, and we're getting as much support as we've got. Um catch us on ire podcastdetroit.com. Go to uh any any anywhere you get your podcast. We're there. All right. Just Google podcast. Yeah, Jessica, thank you for being for doing all that you do. Uh,
0: my pleasure. Yeah. You, you put <laughs> yeah. up listening that to us idiots. So- going, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just yeah. doing my job, yeah. but I appreciate I love that. It. I thought the Chad it. thing was funny. Yeah, she laughed hard <laughs> at the Chad
1: thing. <laughs> All right, everyone. Have a wonderful day. We are
0: out of here. Stay warm. You've been listening to Inside Real Estate, the nation's top real estate podcast. Don't forget to follow us at IREpodcast.com and everywhere where podcasts are available.